So hello and welcome to the New Gig Podcast. I'm your host, Glenn Hodgson, and today I'm delighted to be joined by the CEO of Support Wave, Kelvin Weatherill. How are you doing, Kelvin? I'm very well, thanks, Glenn. Thanks for having me on the podcast. No problem at all. So let's go back to the beginning, Kelvin. Talk a little bit about your sort of uh, uh, journey, the steps that you've been taking, and then sort of say a little bit about Support Wave and the exciting things that are happening at the moment. Yeah, so going back to the early days, um, I've always been in tech. So I started out being an IT nerd back in the workshop, changing out PCI cards for Y2K in the late 90s. Um, and my father and my brother were in tech, so I sort of just streamlined straight into what I wanted to do. So that's that's pretty much how I went in there. Um, and I started out as a desktop technician. It's quite a thankless job doing all the hard work, um, helping people, which was really cool, but it's quite thankless. You're stuck in the workshop fixing printers and PCs and things. Um, I then went on to sort of a, a senior senior role as a systems engineer. I got qualified with Microsoft, um, MCSE, MCDBA, and all the rest of that stuff. Um, and then I went into solutions architecture. So I was pre-sales solutions architect for uh, one of the biggest companies in South Africa from an IT perspective, uh, designing uh, infrastructure and networking and internet breakouts and things like that. Um, but I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit um, and I had a few companies along the way. Um, from there, I, I ran the Microsoft division after running uh, some of the sales within the business. So very much around the licensing, but still about the infrastructure and support. Mm-hmm. Um, I then went on to um, do a lot of telecoms design and sales, a technical account manager. But all, all through the way, like I said, I had a, a company called Cloudcom and Skylake. And these were all IT companies because I always thought there, were, there was a massive need. Um, and then what happened is I was sitting around and I was like, I can't grow these businesses. They're, they're not scalable having local companies. What, what could I do and, and where's the pain? And by being in IT and services my whole life, there's always been a massive problem where businesses can't get the talent they need when they need it. And on the other side, you're a technician, you're working for a big corporate, thankless job according to their timelines over time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I started thinking about how can we, we build this platform to connect people together yeah. Um, and and that's how the idea sort of came up. Yeah, excellent. And you know that that brings us forward to today and Support Wave. Yeah. And you know the, the vision and purpose of uh, uh, of Support Wave, Kelvin. Just can you say a little bit about that? What's happening, and also the changes that have been underway. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the major part is trying to get people work. Um, you know how all these big tech layoffs are happening. Uh, it's, it's We're a little bit lucky in the IT services game. It's not as effective as the developers because you still got to keep the lights on with the technicians. Yeah. Um, so I really wanted to give a platform where people could come there specifically for niche IT support services and skills and, and get paid for it because there was nothing else out there. you got the fibers and, and all the rest of it, but nothing specifically for, for that. Yes. Um, and, and we started seeing, we started out as a consumer app, um, as nerd app. And then as it evolved, we started seeing, right, uh, consumers use it now and then, but there's a, there's a massive need for businesses to turn on these skills when they need them. Yeah. So we, we enabled support wave. Uh, we've done a huge brand change over the last couple of months. It's been really exciting. Yeah. Uh, we're going into our fourth year now. Um, and where we really went was from the on-demand support, which we, we still do now. You can go onto the app, go onto the website and book skills within 30 seconds. Somebody's helping you across the UK and the US. Um, we actually started out in London and grew rapidly into the US, which is a major sort of most of our revenue right now. 
Yeah. Um, and then from, from the on-demand side, we, we're now doing fractional tech support. So you can uh, get someone for an hour a week, uh, a whole week or a month or long-term ongoing. So we've really listened to the, the enterprise customers and we, mm. we're pushing into that realm because there's such a massive need there. Yeah. So it's really sort of uh, tailoring to the new service offering and, and listening to your customers, listening to enterprise, what they're saying and what they're demanding. Yeah, well, that, that was a major push for our change. Uh, we were a funky pink color, tongue in cheek. We were all nerds. I'm a big nerd. Um, and really what we were hearing back from the customers is they want something more professional, secure. Um, and we were already having a lot of the, uh, the engineers on the platform at a very high level. So it used to be sort of tier one, but it, it rapidly grew tier three, tier four. Um, and now we're looking at putting CIOs, CTOs, project managers all on the platform as well. Um, all encompassing um, IT services and support as a whole. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it's really sort of developing like that as well. And you know, we we, we talk often about this idea of being enterprise uh, uh, ready, and we hear it sort of bandied around in the marketplace as uh, as well. And can you say a little bit about this in sort of the support wave con- context, really? Yeah, definitely. So being enterprise ready to me means that you've got to have a really high skill level so we've got over 5,000 people on the platform we interview every single one of them we do skills checks certification checks and before we allow them onto the platform it's an eight step it's quite a rigorous program with id verification facial recognition Uh, we then let them onto the platform and we let them do a couple of on-demand jobs uh, just so that we can check the customer service level so by the time they're going to the enterprise customers they're at a really really high level um, and, and that's what's critical. You need professional people in these enterprise customers, very secure, aware of ISO, um, ITIL, and, and all the sort of foundational requirements as well. Mm. And I think this is really interesting. And I think it's not just the tech sector, but I'd say it's more recruitment, uh, finding the right talent more broadly. The traditional recruitment companies and services, they've been very poor about that. They look at a few CVs, give a few ideas of what they do, but they, they don't really know what talent can offer, where are they best placed, what skills and knowledge they have. It normally tends to be one of these uh, kind of uh, esoteric uh, 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 character tests, uh, look through this yeah. the data. Uh, it just doesn't fulfill the requirements. So you've gone sort of several steps further to be able to make sure that this meets the needs. Yeah, 100%. Uh, for for me, the, the most important thing is giving quality resources and when they need them. Um, yeah. as, as you say, the recruitment uh, arena and also sort of MSPs have been a bit slow to adopt the, the new way of working. Yeah. Uh, so we've come through there and, and really pushing our private cloud and not just anybody signing up um, and getting access, especially yeah. with the recruitment realm. Um, how long does it take to get somebody? Like you say, how do you know what skills there are? We stick mm-hmm. to IT support skills only. We we don't go anywhere else because that's that's what we're good at. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can turn around full time people within two or three days, delivered to the enterprise, and and that's what it is. It's it's a speed to deploy these skills that these enterprises are looking for. And then secondly, they're looking to if they aren't happy, how could can we change them out? And that's also a day or two to replace them if they do resign or they want somebody else. Yeah. So it's speed to deploy is a, is a massive thing on top of the private cloud. Yeah, and I think it's kind of finding a niche as well because a lot of corporations, they're not going to go down the Fiverr route because they think it's too random. They're not going to find what they want. There's yeah. everything in there, whereas you've got specific 
I call it a curated community that you can access. And that's the sort of uh, key, I think, to sort of the success and meeting the needs of the uh, organizations and companies that are out there. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, we spend a lot of time with all the engineers on the platform. We have weekly meetups. People can jump on, ask questions. So it's about the community and, and listening to the technicians and, and engineers just as just as much as we listen to the customers. Yeah. Uh, so we've got built-in remote tools for them to connect remotely and support people. Mm. Um, and they can choose if they want to do on-site support or remote support. So it's really giving the power back to them. I can yeah. certainly see the world is moving this way, and work, everybody working for themselves in the future. Um, so it's just giving people the platform to to enable that. Yeah. And it seems to be something that's already working very well. And, uh, you know, it's only been sort of a uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, a short period of time, but are you already seeing sort of new results uh, here from both the talent side, but also the corporate side in terms of reacting to what you're offering? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a really quick uptake. Um, I think the future of work is a lot of education around it. Um, and it seems to be, obviously, COVID pushed it really quickly, but um, the, the education is coming out. There's, there's a lot more write-ups and articles and people supporting this idea. So it, it's quite a rapid change that we're seeing. Um, and it's really interesting. I'll, I'll jump on a call with a customer and they'll say, well, this is what I'm looking for, but there's nothing else out there like it. And we're like, that's music to my ears. This is exactly what we do. Let's turn it up for you. And you can just see the sparkle in their eyes and, and they can really see, wow, these guys are doing something different. It's really mm -hmm. exciting. I think it must be because, you know, we we see all these uh, in the UK, uh, US and uh, the European Union, all the statistics coming back from large uh, as well as small and medium sized enterprises, all saying they can't find the talent they need. And when we look at sort of the tech sector, we're talking sort of 70, 80 percent of the, the, the demand goes unfulfilled. So you're really sort of giving the talent uh, uh, that's being required and, uh, and and feeding that requirements, really. No, exactly. As long as I can remember, there's there's been a talent shortage and it's only worsened over time. Um, even 20 years ago, how do you turn on these? Uh, we, we're doing a project, we need 10 guys, how can we turn it on? And invariably, it would be uh, the customer, uh, the main uh, winner of the contract, and their subcontractor, another subcontractor. The, so there's normally a couple of layers down, mm -hmm. and the engineer gets the raw end of the deal with low pay, um, but we sort of bring it together on our platform. So uh, mm -hmm. the real power of support web is the people and the platform. So from the platform, you can really do anything, access the skills. We've got a skills searcher. You can type in there, Cisco engineer, and it lists yeah. all the, the Cisco engineers. You can check their reviews. So it's, it's really powerful, yeah. Mm. And say a little bit about the sort of the, uh, the, the the talent side, so the individuals themselves. It seems like individuals within the tech sector, they don't want to sell hours to one company. Uh, and you were talking about in your own journey in terms of you want more flexibility and more choice. Uh, is this is, is this becoming more the standard in the uh, in the technology sector, would you say? Uh, I definitely think so. I'll, I'll give you an example of one customer we spoke to this week. Yeah. Um, they're based in London. They're across the US, UK. Um, and they said to me, listen, we need a, a dedicated resource, uh, somebody in Germany waiting there to support their biggest branch. Um, that's a full-time resource. Then they said, well, we've got eight other cities in Europe. We need ad hoc work done. So we give them a bundle of 100 hours and access our, our engineers in that region, and they go on site and they pay for use. Um, then the third one is, is what we're talking about now is fractional. 
Um, we, we actually provided them a really senior engineer at 40 hours a month at a reduced cost. So the customer's getting um, a really high-level person who don't need them the whole month. But yeah. back to your point of, of from the talent side, how this senior engineer can, can charge out his 40 hours to that customer, 40 hours to that customer, and actually make a lot more income and have the flexibility and take off time as and when they need. So it, it's really a benefit to both sides. Um, yeah, it's making a huge difference to the, the technician and engineer's lives. Absolutely. I mean, that the double, triple billing sounds like a great way of working. Sort of, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's not just flexibility and being able to work more when, where and how you want, but also the, the, there's a real sort of financial incentive in there as well, which I think often gets forgotten um, when we talk about future work or changing labor markets. Yeah. Hundred um, percent, and you can imagine we, we're essentially taking out the middleman and giving a platform to yeah. to these vetted, experienced, um, high quality engineers. So mm. it's, it feels like a no brainer, but we'll see how things go. But it's going really, really well at the moment. <laughs> well, that's absolutely brilliant, and I think that this is something that usually sort of begins in kind of the uh, the, the the US, UK, and then will probably spread very, very rapidly to the rest of. Uh, uh, Europe and beyond, I think, in terms of the way this is this is heading, because we see the sort of requirements from both sides. Um, and as you say yourself, it does seem like a no brainer that uh, everyone is looking for these things, but maybe doesn't really find it in the right place. So you're uh, riding that wave uh, and certainly ahead of the game. <laughs> yeah, but it, but, it, but it's it's catching up quickly as well, Calvin. Let's be honest. It, it really is. Uh, we, we've got a lot of organic growth from all over the world. Um, yeah. One of our biggest uh, customer profiles is actually the MSPs, the IT companies themselves, because they call talent for projects or for, or for delivering solutions anywhere in the world. Uh, so we, we deliver services in smart hands and data centers in Hong Kong, Singapore, Japan, yeah. um, LA, really a, across the world. So we, we get bookings from Sweden, from Germany, South Africa, Australia, Oh, it's it's just it's so crazy to see how we started out in London and how it's accelerated. We cover the whole of London, the whole of the US, but the rest of the world is really starting to jump onto the platform. Um, and yeah, it's it's really exciting. The team is really really pumped about it. Excellent, and of course, uh, the, the the continued success of the organization, which is, you know, is pro the proof is in the pump. Pudding is always in the eating. And I think this is one thing that you're really yeah. uh, sort of taking ahead on this. And, you know, more broadly, when we're looking at the labor market now, sort of technology, matching platforms like yourselves, are we just at the start of a sort of a, a broader change of how we find uh, skills, talent for projects that we need? Are we, are we seeing this as being the probably the new normal? I definitely think it's going to be the new normal. Um, I've just seen it rapidly from the time we started till now, how many people have come onto the platform and doing this fractional work. Um, I definitely see it moving forward. You you can't work for a company for 10, 20, 30 years anymore. Um, when you're working for a company for two years, you feel like a dinosaur. Um, <laughs> and that goes back to the skills side as well. Uh, from, from the tech uh, talent side is when you're working for these big corporates, uh, you, you get it when you work there for five or six years, you're not learning anything. You, you, you're working on the same platform, the same systems, where yeah. as you're doing fractional work and on-demand work, you're learning so much more. You're getting access to so many different platforms and systems, and your, your knowledge really grows rapidly. And that's a benefit to the, the engineer side and to the customer side, because now they're accessing talents 
who has their finger on the pulse and understands what technologies out there, how it can improve their business, improve productivity. Um, so everything about the way the future of work is going, there are no negatives, uh, and, and that that's a that's sure sure success. Uh, this is a really interesting point, I think, because we're uh, we're seeing this uh, uh, th- th- this shift and this change, sort of putting the faith in the uh, uh, the technology and looking for the for the for the, for the opportunities. But I guess there's also um, more emphasis on the original the, the the individual themselves as well within this to sort of stay updated. Because I really like what you say there about you know people have always talked about the annual performance review, but here we're getting actual real time feedback after each project working with teams uh different individuals different organizations so the individual is adding to their skills knowledge and expertise all the time yeah 100% and then that's critical they don't have to i mean in it usually you have to go back and you have to do certifications to keep up to, but it's just it's just right. you, uh, down the path even more and it's a win win for everyone mm I see. And when it comes to AI and using sort of the new tools here, how how are you or your sort of uh, customers uh, adapting to sort of the new normal there as well? Yeah, I, I love that question. Uh, everyone thinks AI is going to solve the problems. Um, but I mean, we can go back 15 years. Uh, we looked at HP servers and Dell servers, self-healing capabilities and drive swap outs and, and RAID rebuilds. Um, although it's self-healing, it still needs people to go there and swap out cards and, and do the physical thing. So yeah. um, the more AI comes in, I think there's more technology coming in. It's going to be more technology jobs. So I think things are definitely going to shift more towards technology and create more jobs with AI. Um, I, I understand um, in, in the media side of it, that, that that's a lot of optimization. Um, but yeah, I definitely think tech will be here and keep on growing. Mm. Yeah, and and I tend to agree with you on this, Calvin. I think that the more new services, new products come out, the more it adapts and the need for new skills. It's just a case of uh, adapting. Uh, and I think that uh, you know the, the, this 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 kind of uh, doom mongering that everyone will be out of a job and machines will replace everything. I mean, history clearly shows that the more technology, there's actually more roles created around it. Um, so I think it's uh, it should be nothing to be feared, but something to be supported. Yeah, and no, I think, uh, to be honest, I think we need AI. Um, going into the uh, uh, Elon Musk says the, the biggest threat is humans uh, reducing in population and not, not having enough people for the world. Um, so I think AI is going to play a big part in that and take up some of the job and help us into the future as well. Yeah. And maybe take some of the roles that are maybe not the most interesting, the repetitive um, functions can be taken out of it and leave more time and uh, and scope for, shall we say, the more value-added, the more interesting elements of uh, 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 projects and activities. Yeah, definitely. More, more human-focused things, uh, less mundane, repetitive work. I suppose everybody wants that. Yeah, That's for sure. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and just in terms of the, the the next steps, what can you say about Support Wave? What's coming up now until uh, Christmas, Kelvin? Well, yeah, we we've added a fractional uh, support now. Like I said, you can get an hour a week, a day, recurring. Um, but I think the big thing we're working on now is getting more roles onto the platform. So we're getting a lot of cra- uh, requests for fractional CTOs one day a week. 
um, CIOs, project managers, um, service delivery managers. So we, we're looking at just broadening slightly with it within our niche and adding these skills around IT just to support the engineers and to support things going forward. Um, there's also a couple of wizards we add into the platform and it's constant evolution on the platform side. Uh, we, we all are a bunch of technical nerds. We just love building <laughs> things, making things look better and, and all the API integrations and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So yeah, f- from a platform side, there's a lot of changes coming between now and Christmas and the next couple of months. Yeah. Brilliant. And I think this is the, the, the you have this uh, spirit in your DNA, this idea of always being in beta. Maybe this is the sort of the tech, uh, the, the, the tech background that gives you that. But, you know, it, it, it's a journey rather than a destination. Uh, and it's always evolving, listening to customers, listening to the market uh, and pivoting and evolving over time, which I think is one of the great strengths of what you're doing. Yeah, that, that is the beauty of, of being a relatively young company is the agility. Uh, we, we often joke about it. Uh, uh, yesterday, we, we had a sales meeting. We started the sales meeting. The guys are saying, oh, they need a dial pad on, on the dialer within the platform. Uh, I was chatting to Darren, our CPO, on WhatsApp on the side. And by the time we had finished the meeting, uh, within an hour, he had built it and deployed it live. And we were saying, okay, guys, you can now click the dialer and then route through IVRs. <laughs> so that, that, that is the beauty. The, the agility is, is what we love. Um, and that, yeah. that's what makes us quite formidable against these sort of larger old school companies. Well, definitely. That's it. Just imagine if we could have more, more meetings whereby actions could be actioned within the space yeah. of the call itself. Oh, my goodness me. That would be a game changer. <laughs> That's a big time. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Never wasting long meetings. It's an absolute killer. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Kelvin, absolutely fantastic. Well, really uh, enjoy what you're doing. Really sort of excited as well to follow the progress. And I hope that you come back soon to give us a, an update when you've got sort of new uh, activities, new developments that uh, you're you're able to speak about. No, definitely. I look forward to it. Thanks, Ian. I really enjoy your podcast and, and look forward to some more coming along. Thanks so much. Pleasure, sir. Thank you very much indeed. Good stuff.